Panoply, Panorama, Panpipe, Pansy, Aha, Pansexual, Knowing No Boundaries of Sex or Gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855 AM digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender, and broadcasting live from the lands of the original inhabitants. Out of the Pan, a show covering pansexual issues, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender, and with, however you're tuning in, whether it's on eight five five AM digital three CR dot org dot AU podcast streaming, or you could be listening to the repeat on Wednesday morning. Thanks for your company, and good to be back with you. Needed a break for a couple of weeks, um, and I'm now back in full caffeinated steam. And on the show today, we'll have a look at um, what we need, what we need to do to get marriage equality. But um, before we do that. Um, good to be joined in the studio by a fabulous guest, someone who's been a very, very long-time supporter of progress and social justice, um, Debbie Brennan. Debbie, good to have you in. Thank you, Sally, and good morning, listeners. It's good to have you with us, and, well, we're here because it looks like next Saturday, on a few levels, um, um, we're going to need some brave faces, a la Midnight <laughs> Oil, originally from Place Without a Postcard, 1981-ish, and that one from the live album with um, Jim Magini and Martin Rotzi revving the guitars. We're going to need rev- to rev something else next Saturday, aren't we? Um, what exactly are we going to have to rev, um, rev to make sure we get some, so- um, make sure we keep on the right track to social justice? Okay. Well, uh, next Saturday, which is the 18th of July, um, Reclaim Australia, who um, listeners may know from earlier this year, are going to be holding their second rally mm-hmm. in, in Melbourne and um, cities around the country this week, that weekend. And Reclaim Australia, as the name implies, is um, a, a far-right uh, nationalistic um, grouping of various organizations, and they include such groups as Danny Nalia's um, uh, Rise Rise Up Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, they also include a number of openly fascist groups and a lot of um, fathers' rights groups and so mm-hmm. on. So it's a very dangerous grouping of people who are using Islamophobia that's been whipped up um, by successive governments um, mm-hmm. as a wedge to, to divide people. Mm. Lots of people, yeah. yes. It's interesting you touch on the various groups in there. So, well, I'm going to have to say my honest thoughts, so-called men's rights organisations, <clears throat> many others. And it was interesting discussing it with a friend yesterday, just how much the racism, um, sexism, slash chauvinism, slash misogynism, and I'll go shorthand then for, for contrast, queer phobia often seems to come from much the same source of desire to think that we're better. We, you know, whoever's saying it, we are better. We're controlling people. We want to tell people what to do. It's an interest. It's a 
a sad coalition. It's very that right wing coalition is a you know very sad coming from a very sad and negative place. And the thing too is that they've been organising for quite some time. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Listeners probably remember, for example, um, last year, last August, um, the World Congress of Families, who we Mm. trounced in Melbourne, um, were made up of very many of those same far-right groups. So while while they're mouthing on about or trying to whip up some sort of division over... um, Muslims and refugees, um, these very same people are there to uh, try to hold on to that patriarchal nuclear family. Mm. So they're very much, uh, they see feminism and homosexuality and and transgender Mm. and everything else as much of a threat to their their view of what society should be as uh, Muslims and anyone else through their xenophobic eyes. Yeah, anyone who is in very big inverted commas to them, different. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah, hang on, aren't we all people? We just want to live our lives to the fullest, um, you know, be with the ones we care about and achieve our potential, but no, just because someone's of a certain religion, they are different. A slight degree of sarcasm there, yeah, and they're trying to play on that fear of difference. Exactly, and I think too that um, when we see the growth of this this movement, this far right with fascist connections mm. movement, um, we can see this happening around the world mm. as well. So um, I think we we need to know where we're placed in this bigger picture, and it's yeah. happening as as an economy is 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 falling apart, and our lives be- are becoming harder and harder and harder, no matter who we are, and um, and so it's it's governments. It's um, the far right, it's fascist groups that are ready to point the finger at scapegoats, anybody to scapegoat for the hardships that we're facing Mm. when, in fact, we should be pointing our fingers collectively at the profit system that's um, dragging us down. And often the hardships are faced by the groups they're trying to scapegoat. Yes, uh, yes, um, absolutely. Which makes more of a double standard, yeah. And it's... It's sad, you, you know. That I'm. There's two things that come out of what you've that last, um, you know, what you just said. One is I've, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit what's well, not quite Pollyanna, but I've felt that over a long time Australia has managed to keep relatively immune from this sort of right wing extremism that we see in Russia or what was Eastern Europe, that sort of thing. Um, and you know, I'd like to think we can, but is it? You know, what's, you know, and you've touched on what's um, bringing it up, playing on fear, scapegoating. But, you know, how far do you think it has risen, let's say, in the last, well, 5, 10, 15 years, give or take, for each of those periods? Well, um, first of all, it's probably worth um, kind of thinking, too, that uh, Australia has a history of of these far-right and fascist movements, such as going back to the 30s and the new guard that maybe some might know about. But to get to your question, um, Mm. when particularly when we look back at um, 9-11 in 2001, and and that's when, um, whether it be George Bush back then or the Australian government that happily leapt on to that that frenzy, that's when we actually see the... um, 
not the beginning, but the escalation of the scapegoating mm. of Muslims and um, anybody from the Arabic world are perceived yeah. to be. And so we've actually seen this this buildup of this particular kind of scapegoating way back, well, for at least about 15 years. And the thing mm. that's very, very familiar, it's got a familiar ring to it, is that we remember after World War One, those of us who kind of recall that um, learning that part of history, that... Um, it's it's how anti-Semitism was used after World War One. The same mm. sort of way to drive that wedge among working class people who are actually out there hitting the streets because we are sick of having our lives and our civil liberties stripped away from us. Yeah, really fair points. Um, so yeah, um, sadly, um, in the words of. Shirley Bassey, sometimes with the propeller heads, history does repeat. We'll have a look at um, what we can do about it, um, including what we can do next Saturday. I think that's a really good point to have a pause. And, well, here's an appropriate track from Garth Brooks. We shall be free. 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au. Out of the pan with Sally and guest Debbie Brennan. Green Left Weekly Radio. It's the people's voice committed to human and civil rights, environmental sustainability, democracy and equality. There is one newspaper that is independent of powerful interests and that's Green Left Weekly. It presents ideas mainstream media won't. It exposes the lies and distortions of the power brokers and helps us to better understand the world around us. It's the leading source of local, national and international news analysis and discussion and debate to strengthen the anti-capitalist movements. Tune in every Friday morning at 8am on 3CR. Nothing but a death cult. Islamist death cult. The Islamist death cult. Have a look cult. at Islam in death Australia. Cult. Death cult. All these mosques being built. Flag. This All is the halal a funds. death cult. To use this All term the money is to they make. a death cult. These are the two enemies we're fighting. The communist left and Islam. Because the two are hand in hand. You mean Abbott and Reclaim Australia's anti-Muslim racism go hand in hand? Yeah, and do you know that Reclaim Australia and the United Patriots Front are organising an anti-Muslim rally on Saturday the 18th of July at Parliament House, Melbourne. That's why the campaign against racism and fascism is organising a counter-rally. We're meeting at Parliament House at 10 o'clock so we can get there first, take the steps first and show them that their anti-Muslim hate speech is not welcome in Melbourne or anywhere around Australia, not now, not ever. If you want updates on the campaign, text subscribe to 0422-726-843 to join the updates list. The Campaign Against Racism and Fascism is a 3CR supporter. 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au. Out of the pan with Sally and guest Debbie Brennan talking about that very rally and wanting us, in the words of Garth Brooks, we shall be free. Um, We all want to worship from our own kind of pews without anyone... Uh, making judgments on us and all that sort of thing, um, Debbie. You know, we touched on perhaps some of the, you know, the the foundations of what um, the, your counter rally is about. 
uh, when I say yours, that, that you are co-organising with many groups, and I suppose we should run, we should make a note to mention all of those. Um, but there's a lot of things to consider, and I suppose there might be some people who are sitting here going, "Hang on, out of the pan to show about queer issues and knowing no boundaries of sex." And it just let's be really clear: where does the, the, the GLBTIQ-ish type of stuff fit in? To um, you know, your um, the rally, the, the counter rally that um, you and others are organising. I think it fits in um, very centrally because when we look at the far right, when we look at fascism, um, the LGBTIQ community are their 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 core targets. Mm. They always have been. We only again have to look back at you know um, fascism last century. We we know who went to the concentration camps mm. and who were murdered by the fascists, and yep. they were LGBTIQ people. Yeah. Um, that this is because the the whole. If we think back on that old Nazi slogan of Germany, which um, is uh, children, kitchen, and church, it affects. LGBTIQ people as much as it affects independent women. It's there to keep, you know, the kernel of the economy going, which is that family. And anybody who disrupts or threatens that that very rigid straitjacket of a family is is the enemy of of these very people. So um that is every reason why LGBTIQ people um, need to be among the thousands that, got, that have to be out there next Saturday. Definitely. And LGBTIQ are one group. It's a lot of people who are just standing up to use a real sincere Australian expression for a fair go. But there's other parts as well who we've touched on, women but also and also the union movement um, is a part of that as well, which you just touched on in terms of working and that sort of thing. Uh, yes, very much so. In fact, uh, what we're talking about, whether it be LGBTIQ or independent women or Muslims or um, people of colour, we're talking about working class people. Mm. And we're talking about working class people who have been hitting the streets for well over a year because we're angry at what successive mm. governments have been doing. The thing is that we are, many of us, are parts of the union movement as well. The thing about the union movement is that it is crucial in mobilizing and fighting these very dangerous forces because it's the union movement that has that capacity to organize um, workforces and the entire community. Mm. And, of course, LGBTIQ people are very much a part of the union movement as much as the rest of, in any combination, uh, we are in the working class. So it's it's absolutely vital that um, we who are in unions, but we who may not be in unions, mm. We need to be out there together, but the union movement does have that power to bring us together en masse collectively. Yep. And, of course, lots of um, great queer unionists. Um, I've got to mention one who's on, whom I'm on a panel with in about two weeks' time, which I'm quite excited about, but we'll hold that thought for the fourth segment of the show. There's my um, teaser to get people to keep listening. <laughs> but anyway, um, there is, you know, um, so, you know, we've got a whole group of people together Lots of people who have a common, you know, common um, thought process, common values. 
But unfortunately, those on the other side, not only do they have different values in terms of process, they, well, they might not play fair. And it's really important for anyone wanting to go next Saturday who is supporting the sort of views we're talking about to stay safe. Now, um, you know, listening, um, what sort of things can people do to make sure that they are safe, you know, um, in terms of before, during and after the rally until they are, you know, we'll say away from Parliament House to some degree again? That's that's terribly important to raise. Um, you're right that they don't play fair. In fact, they're a very violent movement. Mm. Um, now, a big part of the organizing um, by campaign against racism and fascism is marshalling. Um, we are working very, very hard to be mobilizing um, our collective disciplined power so that we are there together watching after each other. Mm-hmm. And we have um, a, a great marshalling, te- a rather large marshalling team because cool. marshalling is absolutely primary for the reasons that you've just pointed out to ensure that we are safe because safety is absolutely paramount and certainly something to... to um, have people keep in mind um, who are going is don't go alone, don't stay alone, don't leave alone, that mm. um, we need to be part of of groups or contingents. I, for example, um, I represent radical women in yep. the campaign. And um, we, with our sister organization, the Freedom Socialist mm-hmm. Party, that's also in the campaign, we're forming a contingent for that very reason, because we need to to um, be there following the marshals, ensuring that we are keeping our eye out on ourselves and everybody. Mm. Definitely. And, I mean, there's other things that can come up. I mean, <clears throat> you know, sort of perhaps if you you are someone who can't, you know, maybe someone wants to, I'll say, come from, I don't know, um, um, Cheltenham and someone comes from a random range to meet at a certain time, say a kilometre away from Parliament House or something, but don't wait till you get there. Things like that, but also, and difficult as it is, I mean, one could imagine that it may be possible that um, the other side will throw taunts at you, try to grit your teeth a bit rather than getting to avoid a war of words with them because it just doesn't work. Totally right on that one because they are there to taunt us to push our buttons. Mm. Um, this, for, this, for the reason that we're there and the reason that we're all going there is to basically run them out of town and stop them from growing. That very reason means that we've got to be there with that, idea in mind. We're not there to have scuffles. We're not there to to get hurt in those scuffles. And so um, we have to keep our eye on the prize, basically. Yeah. And um, that's, that's why, as you said, we do not engage with that taunting because we're there to effectively, figuratively and literally link arms, be there together in that disciplined way to show our collective power here that we want a peaceful and fair society yes. not one that sort of sinks to a level of antagonism and um we'll say i'll say violence <clears throat> specifically verbal psychological emotional 
could and hope you know, physical. We, we want to avoid all of those forms of violence. And to also keep in mind that um, the police who um, claim to be neutral, but we, we know from just about every time that we've had to face off such, um, mm. you know, violent forces, that uh, the police actually protect the other side. So we mm. don't want to... The other part of it is that we don't want to be caught up by any kind of police action either. So we're really facing a far-right fascist um, gathering, but we're also having to keep our eyes on the police. So we've got only ourselves to, and our, our marshalling um, to, to, to count on in terms of our, our safety and achieving our purpose. Probably connected to this, too, is that we, uh, we know that Reclaim Australia and um, their fascist friends, cohorts, I should say, are not, while they're organizing, they're not terribly well organized either. So we don't want to underestimate, we don't want to overestimate. Mm. Um, just as in April, we far outnumbered them, I think three to one. Just as in Richmond um, in May, we outnumbered the little fascist grouping five to one. We are going to be there in superior numbers. We need to make sure that we're there in our in our um, bigger numbers. We've got the upper hand. Yeah, and I think that you, you raise a good point on the three to one and five to one, and I'm reminded of a couple of things that have happened recently in my world um, in terms of some of the training I go and do. Maybe recall that last year down in the city of Casey to Melbourne southeast there was a queerphobic um, counsellor down there who, sure, popped her head up, but the overwhelming majority of society sort of um, assertively pushed it back down again. And I had the same sort of news from Gippsland where I was doing some training during the week that a counsellor in a you know, local government area down there tried the same anti-Islamic, anti-LGBT, possibly I, um, prejudice, and again, pushed down. People say, no, that's not what we want. You know? Exactly. And I think that the fact that it's not... This is not, to me, in a sense, extreme left versus extreme right at all. It is people, the majority of people saying, hey, let's just be decent and celebrate diversity and give everyone a fair go. That's exactly what it's all about. And, and that's where we are gathering and mobilising to exercise our, our free speech. And mm. we are the majority. Our yep. free speech should hold sway. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you can. The other things that come out of it is maybe those people have a right to view, but um, it's not a view that I think everyone wants running us. I will say one thing. I have to be fair that I have heard. I agree with you on some of the stuff on police, but at the um, World Congress of Families situation, there was a situation where someone was handed a bottle of soft drink and sort of tossed it about a few inches into the air, and one police officer came over and said, "Oh, you're doing throwing a missile," but another one came over and said, "Oh, look, I mean, back it off." And I think one of the problems that happens at these rallies is often, and I have heard of this, that the um, the police who are fair often stay away because they often sort of sympathise and you end up with the um, more of the more extreme element of police. And well, Yeah, and I'm afraid that the police who we come across are the ones who have their instructions and they're following uh, their instructions and doing their job. Yeah, yeah um, mm. which is not good. And, no. I mean, even... I could say even if, 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 if they have to break up a rally, I've heard of them doing it in ways that are homophobic and yes. racist and that sort of thing. That I just don't understand why that's necessary in particular. 
So, yeah, let's just hope we can get a fair go all round. So the last two things to mention, where exactly where, once again, and also just to run through the group, um, as many of the groups who are organising the um, rally that you're involved with. Okay, I might start with that last yeah. bit. Um, the Well, groups who are um, involved in campaign against uh, racism and fascism are... Um, I mentioned Radical Women, Freedom Socialist Party, Socialist Alternative. Um, There are various anarchist um, organizations that are very much involved. And um, the core of us are rank-and-file unionists ourselves, so we're there as unionists as well. We're also there as... um, the composites of LGBTIQ mm-hmm. as um, as feminists, as people of color. So we're we're pretty much the the, the classic um, uh, microcosm mm. of 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 who's going to be turning out yep. there next next um, Saturday. And there are a number of individuals um, as well who are involved in the group, as is Australia Asia Worker Link. Um, So it's a pretty broad spectrum Mm -hmm. that's involved um, in the campaign. The details for next Saturday were were meeting at Parliament House at 10 o'clock. We need to be there at 10 o'clock because Reclaim Australia is going to be there from 11. So we've got to claim that ground. Mm -hmm. So 10 o'clock, Parliament House, next Saturday, the 18th of July. Yep. And you can look for the details. Um, the Facebook event is called Starts Off With Melbourne Counter Rally Against Racism. I think if you put that in your Facebook search engine, it's there. Is there, a, we'll say, a wider website um, where people can get information as well beyond if they're not on Facebook? If they're not on Facebook and they want to stay up to date, um, there is a, um, a, a text uh, system. So, in other words, if anybody wants to text the word subscribe to the following number. That's 0422-726-843. Then they will be getting postings of any any updates between now and then. Yep. All right. Well, I'll, <clears throat> I'll make sure that I put that in the link for the podcast um, so people can Good. get it as well, and therefore it will be on the wider web. Um, and we'll um, leave it there. But you're going to stay in because I've got something to talk about um, with you, and I'd really love your perspective in relation to the marriage debate, which I think um, the particular issue will be of relevance. But in the meantime, we'll have a bit of a musical breather. A few weeks ago, I had the delight of talking with Jesse Paradox, a fabulous trans man based in Portland, Oregon, and I didn't since then have received a copy of Jesse's album. And here is one of many... Ten great tracks on it. Um, this one is called Mul- The Multiverse. 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au. Out of the pan with Sally and guest Debbie Brown. 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au. Out of the pan with Sally and now guest commentator and analyst Debbie Brennan. <laughs> and we just heard from Jesse Paradox and I'll be playing Jesse's um, tracks over the next few weeks from um, the album Look for Jesse on Facebook and other places and you can download the tracks. Um, Great to hear openly trans and gender diverse type of people doing their own music and a lot of the tracks on Jesse's album now that I've had a chance to listen 
really look at our um, approaches to gender identity, sexual orientation and other things. So a very proud LGBTIQ-ish type of artist. And it was just a delight to interview Jesse and also um, Jessica McInerney a few weeks ago, who just seemed to be really exploring gender identity through their art. It's um, very exciting to see these sorts of things happen in such a positive way. Mm. Well, something that is positive, but we want to make it as positive as possible. And I know the M word is um, perhaps not everyone's favourite, but I do want to talk about an aspect of marriage that's emerged in the last few weeks while, um, while I was away. Um, So back in May, of course, we had the hugely positive outcome in the Republic of Ireland and then the Supreme Court decision. So we've now got both a popular vote and a um, court decision that, um, you know, validates, you know, um, people's right to marriage. I'll say regardless of gender identity, sexual orientation and bodily diversity, including intersex. And during the week, though, something, though, that you think, why would we need to do this? Um... And that is that um, um, the situation is that our Human Rights Commissioner, Tim Wilson, said, oh, we might have to make concessions to some religious groups in the way of having um, people being allowed to discriminate if they don't want to make a, ma- a wedding cake for a gay marriage or, um, or a, we'll say, an other than heterosexual marriage, if I'll, I'll use that language, um, slap myself on the wrist for using gay marriage, um, those sorts of things, or not wanting to celebrate an other than heterosexual probably gender-normative type of wedding. And it got me thinking, okay, that could sound reasonable on the surface, let's compromise and come up with win-win solutions, and then it's, hang on a second, when have some of the extreme right religious groups, such as Catch the Fire, who we mentioned earlier, such as Salt Shakers, Australian Family Association, Australian Christian Lobby, let's look at their record. They have never supported relationship laws that recognise anything other than what I'm going to call um, heteronormative, gender normative. They've never supported any anti-discrimination law. They'll turn back the fight to get rid of religious exemptions. Let's go further. They've never even acknowledged um, our right to exist in safety. They've never acknowledged our right to exist. I'm going to go further and say, if you put these people on a Royal Commission-like witness stand and grilled them, they'd probably think, they would probably say, well, we want to wipe out LGBT people. And I will use the word commit genocide against us. I question why we need to make, and I'll say in inverted commas, concessions to them. And I just think particularly now, if we've come this far, if we have all this um, evidence that people want um, marriage going beyond M&F by birth certificate, why do we need to make concessions? Give these people a millimetre, they'll take 10,000 kilometres. And I really have to disagree with our Human Rights Commissioner on that approach, and I'm not sure why we keep doing this almost inferiority complex approach and a big tick to Helen Razor during the week, who used um, who wrote about how the marriage campaign, as distinct from the issue itself, had a lot of times been done on this assimilationist approach. We want to be like you. Well, I want to be like me. I don't want to be anyone else. And if I'm being honest and I'm not harming anyone else and preferably being nice to myself to, and to other people, then who you know? why do I have to compromise? So, yeah, I was a bit grumpy during the week. There's my soapbox. I'll just go and step down. Um, but Debbie, I, when I thought about this and I thought, oh, Debbie's coming in today, I'd be very interested to get your thoughts. <laughs> well, first of all, here, here, Sally, I agree with everything that you just said. Um, I think in terms of the, um, the, the marriage equality, of course, it's something 
that should be a right for for anyone. It, it's it's just a basic civil right. However, it has actually become like the be all and end all mm-hmm. of age, uh, LGBTIQ struggle, and this is what I think uh, so many see see as the problem. And in fact. While you were talking, I was thinking of something that uh, a YouTube that I watched recently when Obama was um, calling together uh, the LGBTI community to herald in, you know, the great uh, marriage equality Mm -hmm. uh, measure. Uh, That crowd of people in that elegant, beautiful room uh, were mainly... um, white, cisgender, um, gay men. Mm -hmm. There was a very courageous Mm. trans woman of color, a Latina woman, who spoke up. And she she spoke up to raise the issue about trans people of color who have been detained and have been deported. And she was saying, what about us? Now, the way she was treated was absolutely disgusting. She was um, booed and hissed and and told by the crowd to just leave. In fact, they said, um, this is not your issue, this is not our issue. And she was escorted out of the room. And I I think that that, just that that event um, spoke volumes Mm. about what the marriage equality um, co-option, basically. It's mm-hmm. a struggle of co-option. And it's, if, if its purpose is to be accepted um, within a, an institution, which, quite frankly, is very oppressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, women can tell you that. Uh, mm-hmm. Straight or queer, it doesn't matter. Um, or to be accepted in a society uh, in which LGBTIQ young people are out there in the streets Mm. committing suicide, Mm -hmm. where trans um, people, trans women, trans people generally are being murdered on the streets and committing suicide, when we have poverty just being... The, the life, the quote-unquote lifestyle, I, I guess you could call it, of, of so many LGBTIQ people, and I, by lifestyle I'm being very ironic, I don't totally. really mean that word, um, then I think that those are just some, some obvious issues that are um, staring out at us um, as the real issues. And I think this is what most people are really saying. Those are yep. the issues we are not going to be pacified by... Yes, uh, uh, a win on marriage equality. Definitely. I agree. And my concern is that once we will get, you know, it now seems Australia will get marriage done in a reasonably short space of time, there could, you know, there could be a vacuum. And I think that there there is a need somehow for some sort of strategic get-together of what I'll call rainbow and sex positive type of people of all sorts, and I'm deliberately keeping the terms broad, you know, to people about who are interested in sex positive education, issues of consent, but also polyamory, which of course some polyamorous people are heterosexual, which means this sort of not quite rainbow and all that sort of thing, because a lot of people have felt a bit trampled on it in the last 10 years. Um, and some, you know, I think that's been an issue. So 
yeah, we've got to make sure this gets sorted out. And also a big tick, you mentioned homelessness. Eric Locke, who's just an amazing young trans man, um, who spoke out on this um, during the week and was um, is, is on, <clears throat> there's an article and video on ABC about the trans youth homelessness. And I know the good peeps at Y Gender, um, you know, talk about this a lot and it's a big issue. And it's still an issue at times for, we'll say, the model I'll call middle cohort age trans people, 30 to say 30 to 55-ish, give or take. I remember one day after this show, I had a call from someone who had just come out to their, I'll use the phrase, wife, a trans woman, and was immediately thrown out of home. And so, yeah, I, I'm with you that we need to remember all these other issues and make sure we do it in a way that is coordinated, strategic and win-win and doesn't push someone further down the to the back of the queue. And I think probably also um, connected with what we were talking about earlier, actually, that when we see the far right, um, you know, um, trying to to organize into a movement, they're responding um, to, to many things. But one of the things they're clearly responding to is the um, the LGBTIQ um mobilizing that's been going on for mm. quite some time. Mm. The fact that that trans people have made great strides in yeah. terms of being out there militantly fighting for the right to, to be. Mm. Um, even, I'm sure, the marriage equality is sending the far-right apoplectic, which is probably the one reason why you would support marriage equality. <laughs> um, uh. The fact that Um, LGBTIQ issues generally are just out there in the forefront in a very militant way. So the far right, the fact that they're trying to come down on it and to crush it, I think is saying something about this too, why we really need that strong movement, that strong movement to to not reemerge because it is reemerging, but to really keep reemerging and to fight like hell and um, I mean, it's really a battle of, of, of basically the far right as opposed to um, justice for all of us. Yeah. All right. On that note, um, we'll have a breather. We'll just do a quick couple of messages um, and then come back and wrap up with some upcoming future events. And um, then be out of here for Freedom of Species. 3CR, 855 AM digital, 3cr.org.au. Out of the pan with Sally and guest Debbie Brennan. Over 7.5 million people tune into community radio stations around Australia each month. Just like you, they're tuning in to get diversity, alternatives, and to escape from the predictability of mainstream media. That's good morning from the Concrete Gang. And we're getting stuck into the garden show. Good afternoon and welcome to Ruminations here on 3CR. Welcome to another edition of Great Voices, 3CR's classical vocal program. Good morning and welcome to the Latin American Update program, 8.55am. Every day, 3CR brings you current affairs, local music, gig guides, activist information and community views and voices. Make sure you join us. Call 9419 8377.
Hi, I'm Rod Quantock and you're listening to Fill in the Dots. You know who you're listening to. Why do I have to tell you who you're listening to? You know who you're listening to. You're listening to, yes, Fill in the Dots. 3CR Community Radio, you got it right, you've won a giraffe. Uh, we're at 8.55am, we're on digital radio and streaming at 3cr.org.au. 3CR has been making trouble since 1976 and occasionally I've been part of the trouble that's been made. It's a vital part of our uh, media landscape and I'd encourage you to get a hacksaw, an oxyacetylene torch and go up to the Dandenongs and, and bring down all those broadcast towers that aren't 3CR's towers and let's make 3CR the only source of information to an information-starved, dumbed-down Australian community. Written, authorised and spoken by Neil Mitchell. Oh, and you're odd. You're creating a bit of trouble uh, and loving it. Um, good on you. Um, Rod, Rod Quantock on 3CR. And um, yes, um, remember to subscribe to 3CR programs as well. Well, um, things what are coming up over the next couple of weeks, and I want to mention a few. Um, I'm pretty sure there's another Cherche LFM um, meeting this Tuesday. I just couldn't quite find it, but I was sort of kind of sure. Check that out. Um, TG Meetup is on at DT's. Um, and Tuesday, the second Tuesday is always that busy one because there's the Poly Discussion Group at Palookaville. And great to see um, lots of Poly, I'll say, Specific groups forming. Um, there's poly, um, queer and poly, poly women, poly men, and there's probably going to be a solo poly group possibly coming soon to a an event near you. Watch this space um, um, because I think and I think it's really great to see the sort of diversity we need growing. Um, the trans cafe night. Um, I'm pretty sure is on on the fifteenth um, and this Wednesday. Um, check Seahorse's website for details. Um, Bent TV, as always, on your TV Friday night, but make sure you um, um, keep supporting Channel 31. Don't get them taken off free to air. Um, very, very important for the Kingsters. Provocation this Friday night. Ausgender next Saturday. The Seahorse 40th ball, but I think you might have to beg, steal and borrow to get tickets. And um, that's a huge range of events in the coming week. But one that's coming up on the 27th, which is um, really looking awesome, biased as I may be, so I'm on a panel for it, is the Queer Q&A, which is a event and fundraiser for the Australian Equality Party. Now, this has a gaggle of a panel um, of people. Um, there's eight of us in, all, in, all in all. Rodney Croom, Tim Wilson, um, yours truly, but um, I thought about this earlier um, because of some of the other panellists. There's... Um, um, there is Jason Twazen McSheen from the Australian Equality Party. There's Christine Forster, but there's also the fabulous Noel Tovey. Um, there's also Seth Ra- Sen Raj, writer, academic, and LGBTI advocate Tony Briffer, former mayor of cities and Hobson's Bay and intersex advocate. And when I thought heard union, I was have to mention Will Strack from Victorian Trades Hall Council. So, and also um, Lars Einar Engstrom, who's from Sweden and as a psychologist lecturer um, from there. And the, it will be moderated by Lindy Edwards, who's a senior lecturer at the University of New South Wales. The thing is, you can get your questions in beforehand, and it's really important to make sure we cover all of LGBTIQ because the theme is, are we over the rainbow? And of course we're not. We just touched on that. There's a long way to go, and there's a good article in Freedom Socialist News um, Periodical um, at the moment that looks on some of the other things as well. 
you can email questions to um, jason um, at aep.com um, or if you um, that doesn't work or you forget about it, um, Jason, sorry, Jason at AustralianEquality.org. I beg your pardon, Jason at AustralianEquality.org. You can send in all sorts of questions, queer, sex positive, lateral violence, domestic violence, um, homelessness, the whole thing, and the panel can then answer them. They'll be um, read out by someone for who is in the crowd and has got their ticket. And a little teensy hint, um, there might be a way of getting you in there if you're a bit skint on money, but we'll come and talk to me. Um, so, yeah, Jason at AustralianEquality.org, get your questions in and we can talk about all of these issues. Got to go. One thing we've got to do is stop talking, unfortunately, now and get the heck out of here because some freedom of species will be banging the door down to talk um, all things animale. Um, so, Debbie, once again, just very quickly... Um, the how to meet um, meet up before um, next week's rally. Okay, next Saturday, July eighteenth, ten a.m. at Parliament House in Spring Street, Melbourne. And of course, there are other rallies around the weekend um, in other major cities around the country. Debbie, um, thanks as always. And look, you're just an absolute trooper. Um, you know, you've been at at it for a long time, and it's sometimes uneasy, and it really is appreciated that you keep going and keep standing up for what you believe in. Thank you, Sally. And, of course, a uh, big hi to Alison as well, sure your, thing. Um, your co-trooper, so to speak. <laughs> Take it out today to chill it back with probably one of my favourite songs of all time, The Eagles from Hellfreezers over one of their new tracks um, with the magnificent songwriting of Don Henley, a couple of minutes of Learn to Be Still. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week. <laughs>